Welcome to NBA Talk with Isaac Wolf. I am your host, Isaac Wolf, and I want to jump in straight to the hot topics uh, for today. I want to talk about Russell Westbrook, because after the Paul George trade, it is suggested that the Thunder may go through a rebuild in the near future. The question has now become, uh, what happens with Russ? Westbrook talked about the next steps for him in OKC in a meeting with them, and he welcomes the idea of a potential trade. He is interested in a trade uh, to Miami, and the Heat are interested in that as well. The Rockets and the Pistons are also interested in a trade for Westbrook. A trade with the Rockets was reported as a, quote, long shot because they would have to get uh, multiple teams involved, uh, which is not always efficient. Um, Detroit, I don't think, has enough assets to give back. Uh, but uh, But then again, I mean... If the Thunder are going through a rebuild, they're not going to ask for a superstar in return. They're probably going to ask for like a Luke Kennard uh, type guy, a young sharpshooter who is going, who is continuously improving uh, throughout his career year to year. Uh, and maybe they ask for Reggie Jackson back. Um, but I don't know if they need another point guard just because they already have Shea Gilgis Alexander uh, and Dennis Schroeder. They have three starting caliber point guards on, the te- on their team. Um... So that is kind of an overloaded position. So maybe they don't ask for Reggie. Um, but I'm not really sure. Uh, Miami, according to what I'm hearing, is the most likely landing spot. He would team up with Jimmy Butler there. Uh, my guess is they'd give up Dragic, Winslow, and a few picks in that deal. So it looks as if the Thunder are ready to completely blow it up and rebuild. Remember, not only did they trade PG, but they also gave up Jeremy Grant yesterday to the Nuggets. Uh, who was a starter with them last year. And between those two deals, the PG and Grand deals, they acquired six, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six first-round picks, future first-round picks. So they are set in terms of possibly getting future young stars uh, in the drafts to come. Uh, All signs uh, are pointing to a rebuild in Oklahoma City, uh, which is something none of us would have thought was going to happen uh, even last week. Uh, But yet... Here we are. I want to move on to uh, free agency moves. I have only heard of one signing and one trade uh, since yesterday. That was Alex Alec Burks will be joining the Warriors on a one-year deal. Um, and the Hawks traded Omari Spellman to the Warriors for Damian Jones and a second-round pick. Spellman was actually playing for the Hawks in the Summer League this year. Um, so that's going to be interesting. I don't know if he will suit up for the Warriors. Obviously, he's done playing with the Hawks. I just don't know. If the Warriors uh, will use him right away after that trade, if it's if all the stuff is official or not, um, but being traded in the middle of the summer league is is quite interesting. I want to move on uh, to the Houston Rockets because after everyone else made their moves in the West, with the majority of teams getting better, uh, the Rockets really haven't done anything. They brought a few of their guys back: uh, Gerald Green, Daniel House, Austin Rivers. Uh, they picked up Deontay Davis before the NBA draft. Um, they're probably going to lose Nene and Fareed. So where do the Rockets stand in the Western Conference this year? Both LA teams got better. The Jazz got better. Uh, Denver has another year of experience under their belt. They are going to be better. Dallas will have a healthy Porzingis to pair with uh, Luka Doncic, the reigning rookie of the year. And the Blazers are going to be back and improved. I think, despite Nurkic being out, because obviously Hassan Whiteside is a starting caliber center and is uh, very, very good. 
Um, I would put them anywhere from three to six in that Western Conference because basically what they did is they said, let's run it back. You know, the Warriors are down. This is our chance. Except there's a new beast um, in the West. It's the Staples Center. Not specifically the Lakers or the Clippers. Both are the team to beat in the West this year. But like I said, I see the Rockets anywhere from three to six next year because they're the same team. A team that finished fourth in the West last year. Um, and the number one team from last year, the Golden State Warriors, will be in the bottom half of the West next year, I think. Um, and they were uh, the Rockets were one game away from the number two seed in last year's playoffs. Uh, Portland won and Denver won their final games of the season. Houston, if Houston would have beat OKC uh, during that last game of the season, they would have they would have gotten the third seed. Denver would have had to lose in order for them to get that second seed. But they were only one game out uh, of having the number two seed last year. Um, so at the top, I have both LA teams. Uh, at the top next year, I have both LA teams, Clippers and the Lakers, probably Clippers, Number one, uh, Denver maybe at that three spot, um, and then it's up for grabs between Houston and Portland, uh, in my opinion, for that four spot um, next year. Uh, but I also think they can be, they could be uh, at three over Denver potentially, although I see that as less likely. And if they aren't as good as they were last year. Um, I think they could fall. I mean, Dallas and Golden State could finish ahead of them. I see Dallas as a playoff team this year, um, adding guys like Seth Curry, DeLon Wright. Um, Chris Porzingis will be playing, uh, and he's healthy now for them. Doncic will be back after his Rookie of the Year campaign. That team is going to be sneaky good next year. Um, so we'll see what happens. It is going to be, as I have said before, and I will probably say many times in the future. It is going to be a crazy season in the NBA next year. Uh, the Lakers will reportedly be starting LeBron James at the point guard position this upcoming uh, season. I thought that is very interesting. We know that LeBron has kind of been a point forward for the majority of his career. So we will see what unfolds with that. But I think in order for this to work, you need to surround him with guys who can create their own shots. Um and shoot the ball. Danny Green is a very good shooter. They picked him up. But guys like Seth Curry, um, the guys that they wanted in free agency originally that signed while they were waiting for Kawhi Leonard um, are not with them. And, you know, they just, I don't think they got what they wanted. Um, Kevin Durant will be changing his number from 35 to 7. Um, and he hasn't exactly explained why, but it could be something, uh, with Colin Kaepernick because that was, uh, his number. Uh, he wore his jersey once before a game, uh, but I think it's cool. Kind of starting a new chapter, uh, in his career and changing his number just may be a part of it. To wrap up today, this day in NBA history in 2010, Chris Bosh, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade signed with the Miami Heat, making it official uh, the newest big three in the NBA. Obviously, they would go on to win two titles together in 2012 and 2013, back-to-back. Happy birthday to Jordan Mickey, and uh, we will be back tomorrow with another podcast.